the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelow has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelow. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity. Today we're continuing in our series entitled Courageous Christians. Our hope with this series is that you will hear from people of all sorts who come from different places and circumstances to love and to serve Jesus. And joining us today to talk about her journey in Christ is Mary Scally, owner of Simple Elegance, a home staging and interior design company. Mary, welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here today. Thank you, Richard. It's our honor. As always, friends, I'm joined by and so grateful for Christy Stratton, my fabulous wingman. Well, thank you. Hello, everyone. Hi, Mary. Hi. Is it here. wing person? No, it's wingman. Wingman? Yeah, oh, yeah. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> nope. Don't even think about okay, it. Okay. Sorry. Military. <laughs> and before we begin, I must remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. Please pray with us. Heavenly Father, your kingdom is all around us. Your goodness is all around us. We see it in what you have created, in intricate and beautiful flowers, plants, trees, animals, and insects, in granite mountains and slashing valleys, and most of all, Lord, in your children. All of us and each of us has such potential for good, for love, for that which is creative and that which is industrious. And we truly never know the far reaches of our generosity and kindness, but you do. And we ask that you lead us into good works which glorify you. Help us, Father, to overcome the evil of this world with the good of heaven, which is in each of us and in reach of us, according to our focus on Jesus, your Son, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. Mary, that's exciting. Yes. Welcome. 
Thank you. Thank you. Friends, in the last week, I have felt so powerfully the presence of God in everything from my job at the airlines and meeting people in airports to emails that I've sent and received, and even a dangerous situation which was avoided by the grace of God. And as I prepared for the show, I spent a lot of time thinking about the kingdom of God, and there is so much good in the people around us. We just have to look for it, and our thoughts will shape our reality. And Christy, as a matter of fact, came in this morning talking about left brain and right brain and, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And I'm I, sure that surprised you, me talking about the brain. No, Christy's always talking about... Uh, cognitive development and the way our brains work and the way sometimes (laughs) they help us. And sometimes they're actually uh, not our friends, especially when it comes Mm -hmm. to observing reality, which we can make whatever we want. Uh, One reality is that our guest today is a very positive person. Her genuine joy is tangible. Yes. You can feel it. (laughs) And it comes through in the things you do. Mm. And um, what's so interesting is the way you bring that to your personal life, to your professional life. And it speaks of the joy of Christ. Amen. Amen. And and, uh, thank you for that, because it's very easy to focus on the negative and to get lost in this world and the things of this world. Mm -hmm. And then there's so much good that we overlook. Right. Right. And truthfully, there's way more good then if not. we look for it if we look no. for it yeah so do you think of yourself as a courageous person i think of myself as a blessed person that loves jesus with all my heart and i guess in that sense you that makes me a courageous person because you know it's living out our life um for jesus and that's not always the most popular decision you know and there's yeah. that's not always the most popular decision in the work world in your family world, you know, it's cost me friends. It's cost me family. Um, but would I, you know, there's that verse and Richard, you're so much better at the verses, but the verses that, you know, knowing Jesus can separate you from your family. Um, and it's, that's Mary's paraphrased version no, of Matthew, it. Matthew, Matthew um, chapter 10, verse you know, 34. That, right. That. It's, you know, your decision to follow Jesus is not always the popular one. But would I, do I care more about my eternal life and knowing Jesus, knowing that, you know, as you prayed this morning, you prayed about the beautiful rocks and the beautiful flowers. Think about the God of creation. He created all of that. Could it just have happened from a big boom and all this beauty? I'm talking, it is his imagination is so vast. And you look at just each person. We're all so different. We're all so individually, uniquely created for God's purpose. And he has a purpose for all of our lives. And he so desires. I remember Jonathan, my son, um, he's just turned 21. I can't believe it. But I remember him as a young child and he was probably three or four years old. And he was like, Mommy, I remember Jesus in your womb. I remember his fingers. I remember his hands wow. creating me. And I'm like, God has created each one of us for that purpose of having that relationship with Jesus. And there's so many of us searching for that. But once we fill that void that only Jesus can fill, it's like 
Oh, that's then you what overflow. Yeah. You know, so many times people fill it with drugs and alcohol and sex and this and that because they're searching for that. When Jesus is just knocking on the other side of the door saying, I'm right here. Well, and there's that joy exuding right. <laughs> from we, Mary. We, we talked about, uh, so that scripture, Matthew chapter 10, verse 34, people often don't like like it because it says, uh, do not suppose that I come to bring peace. I do not come mm-hmm. to bring peace, but a sword. I will put mm-hmm. a man against his father, mm-hmm. a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. That same sentiment, uh, that same statement is also in the book of Luke. And I think it's important because we said on a show a couple of weeks ago that Jesus was scorned by the whole world. And mm-hmm. so if you're a follower of Jesus, don't expect the world to like you. Exactly. And we've often said that we're not in the like business, we're in the love business. And Amen. you're right. Um, it does cost you. But if you think about the truth of that, mm-hmm. it doesn't in if there's somebody who doesn't like me because I love Jesus, they're not my person, and I and I don't need to waste time on that. Mm-hmm. It makes life easier. It makes yeah. life easier. <laughs> or and maybe it's more simple. I think there's a difference between simple and easy. Th- that's a very good point. Uh, and we've often said uh, this Marine Corps expression that not many people like, but you say it's a self-licking ice cream cone. Because if we are out uh, about our faith, mm-hmm. then people will either go away from you because they want no part of it, or they'll be drawn to you because they want a part of it. Either way, you have less people who are against you to deal with and more people who are supportive and encouraging. And so it's a self-licking ice cream cone. It fixes mm-hmm. itself and it makes our life simpler. But you're right, not well, necessarily when you're easier. in alignment with the other people in your life mm-hmm. and that alignment is pointed to Christ, then together you all hold yourselves uh, well, well, together you're stronger Amen. and you can have, you know, a greater effect in the world uh, together. And so, yeah, Amen. three stranded cord, two right. are better than exactly. one. All of those things. Absolutely. Exactly. So I guess we should back up and ask, when did you come to faith? When did your journey begin? OK, I was three years old. okay and um i grew up in a situ in a family that my mom and dad when i was born um did not know the lord three months later my dad came to know the lord and then um my mom was like this is not real and i am going to prove that this is not real and she gave my dad hell for three months and i i was an infant and i um Literally, I um, never cried, but this one day I just wouldn't stop crying. So she took me up to put me to bed and my aunt had left a Bible next to my bed and she was like, she opened it up to Romans and for the first time in her life, she realized who Jesus was. And she, when she heard my dad come in, she ran downstairs and he looked at her and said, you become a Christian. So, I mean, basically my life was in a Christian family. I didn't know, you know, I didn't really know them before that. And I guess they were not the nicest before that, but they became amazing people and just amazing um, students of the Bible. So I was three and it was a Saturday night and my brother was four years older than me and he's running around the house saying, I'm going to heaven and Mary's not. (laughs) And I looked at my mom in in a three-year-old child's life and said, well, I want to go to heaven. And so she said, as I wash you on the outside, Jesus washes you on the inside. And so we prayed and I just lived for Jesus my whole life. Now, 
Have I had stumbling blocks? Have I had times that I backslid? Yes. But my whole life, I have known Jesus is who he says he is. I have loved him my whole life. And I have raised my son to know and love Jesus. My husband, one of his first questions to me on a date was, what is your relationship with God? Which it was kind of funny because he wasn't the strongest Christian, but he has grown into being the head of our household. That's also a great way to put that question. What is your relationship Because a lot of people would talk first about religion. Right. Mm. And, you know, religion is of man. But to ask, what is your relationship? Relationship, Because that's what it is. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way to ask that question. And on a first date, very important. Yes. And, wow, three years old. Because, you know, they're back to science and brain and psychology. You know, a lot of scientists and so forth, that they, they say that at like up until three years old, you have like childhood amnesia and mm-hmm. so forth. I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. uh, experienced to say that, but three years old, wow, that you remember that. I don't remember. It's three. so important that you realize that your children are listening to you. They are listening to what's being and they soak it, um, sung they soak in the it car. All up. You know, I heard Jonathan at the age of five give a description to his friends of fa- the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And I was like, I couldn't have answered it so good. <laughs> you know? Well, but they're, they're listening when you raise them yeah. to know Jesus and to know who he is in their their age level. Yeah. yeah. It makes a difference. Yeah, very interesting. Um I read once that uh half of all neurons and axons are developed before the age of 3. The rest of your life, the other half are developed. So at 3, wonderfully you were shaped by Jesus mm-hmm. working in your life. And friends, when we come back, we're going to talk to Mary Scally about how that faith that she was blessed to have at three has manifested in her life, her professional life, and stay with us. Hello, everyone. This is Christy Stratton. As you may know, I'm host Richard Mendelow's wingman. You might wonder what a wingman is. Here on Courageous Christianity, it means I'm here to support the host of the show in our efforts to accomplish our mission. That mission is to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. And we need your help to do that. Your tax-deductible support is what keeps us on the air and sustains our ongoing efforts. Courageous Christianity is a public nonprofit ministry. If you'd like to support our mission in this ministry, you can do so by texting any amount to 281-800-4940. That's 281-800-4940. And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of Richard's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. You will absolutely love this devotional, and it will help you to become more equipped in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit for you, you can also donate by going to CourageousChristianity.today. So text to donate to 281-800-4940 or go to CourageousChristianity.today. Friends, thank you. We are so very grateful for your listenership and for your support. What a friend we have in Jesus. That's the perfect intro, Mike. Thank you very much for bringing us back in with that. And we are with Mary Scally, our Courageous Christian for today, as part of our series on Courageous Christians here on Courageous Christianity. 
That's a lot of Christianity. <laughs> and Mary was telling us in the last segment that she uh, found Jesus at the age of three. And we know Jesus loved children. And I often think children, uh, when they're raised in a home where Jesus is loved, can connect in ways that as adults later on, it's Mm -hmm. more difficult uh, to connect. And I was thinking about my own journey and thinking that I wished I knew Jesus sooner. And the Bible says we shouldn't look back that way because God works hard in each of our lives to shape us. And our testimony is shaped by our struggles and the time that it takes us to come to Jesus. And so if I knew Jesus sooner, uh, there's a lot of buffoonery I wouldn't be able to testify to. And then there's a lot of work that he had to do to come and get me. And so that would be lost. So friends, what I want you to hear from that is each of us is unique. Our journey, which sometimes starts earlier and sometimes starts later, often involves mess. And Jesus came to save the messy, the Mm -hmm. sinners. We're all sinners. He didn't come for perfect people because there are none. So as you hear this, please hear that there is no mess too messy, no heart too broken, nothing too dirty, nobody too filthy for the love of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. to wash them and bathe them and clothe them in white robes and restore them to his father so that we can then serve. And that service leverages our testimony. So none of us should ever be ashamed or embarrassed or uh, even quiet about our testimony because it testifies to the love of Jesus. Makes me think about Esther 414, such a time as this. And we all come to our time as... As, in his time. In his, in time, his time, yeah. Exactly. Very well you know, it, as you were talking about that, Richard, it reminded me of a ministry that um, my dad was on the board of when I was little. It was the Walter Hoving Home. And um, it was this beautiful, beautiful um, girl's home um, up in the in New York on the Hudson River in like a castle. It was fabulous. Um, but their ministry was to girl, to w- girls and women who were basically strung out on drugs, alcohol, sex in New York City. The police didn't know what to do other than to take them to Walter Hoving Home. And 95% of those beautiful women went on to Bible school and on to living mm. amazing lives, you know, and they're still very, very active. They have three places across the country now, um, also work with Teen Challenge. But again, no matter what your story was. Right. God takes those ashes and makes them beautiful. And he takes every life and makes it beautiful and gives you a ministry that I would never understand because I didn't walk those shoes. You know, like you said, I wish I came to know Jesus so much earlier. Well, but you had a journey to walk and you have a ministry that I could never fill the shoes of because that wasn't what God God called me to. So we all have a unique Yeah, And so praise God for each of those journeys. Well said. And that makes me wonder about your journey. You are brought to Jesus and Mm -hmm. uh, your dad is there and then he brings your mom along Mm -hmm. and God works in your family. And then you grow up and now here you are, this businesswoman who infuses everything she does Mm 
mm-hmm. with your love of Jesus. And keep in mind, friends, he's first Lord and then Savior. He's our Lord and Savior, and a Lord has to be obeyed. So it's not that we can just say, Domino Nabisco shredded wheat, I'm going to talk about Jesus, and this other stuff I don't want to do so much. It's actually our pursuit of doing Mm-hmm. In response. Yeah. Re- remember, we said that uh, everything we do in our lives is our response mm-hmm. right. to his love. That's a relationship. Right. Right. That's a relationship. So please tell us uh, about that part of your story. Okay. And I'm going to go back a little bit because I want people to hear this. Um, you know, when you are brought up in the church, you know, it looks like everything is perfect. Okay, but a lot of it is, is maybe you've had a lot of your relationship is really your parents relationship with God, but you've grown up in the church and you've grown to love Jesus. But maybe when you go to college, things go a little haywire because all of a sudden you're now forced to say, is this the God that I really, really know? You're really now being challenged to be. And so we did a show about that. recently. Be gentle on your kids. Let them have that freedom to explore because they're going to come back. They're 99% are going to come back to that fold. So I just want to put that out there. Now, as far as the business world, um, we uh, I grew up in a family business. And, you know, really the business was a, I was really brought up to believe it was a catalyst for sharing Jesus. Um, in the waiting room, there was always uh, mag- Christian magazines, et cetera, et cetera. And my parents' heart was, if there was ever anybody that asked a question Let's go upstairs, sit around the table, and open the Bible and see what Jesus says. I've got to say real quick, your father was a... My dad was a veterinarian. Yes. Okay. And our <laughs> veterinary practice was downstairs, and the, we lived upstairs. And so I just that was just natural to me. And as we built our business here in Houston, um, as a professional home staging company, our core values are number one, kingdom-minded. Does that mean you have to be a Christian to work for our company? No, but it means that we are going to always make a decision based on what the Lord really has revealed to us. Amen. We're going to pray over everything. We just came through a hard time um, this year um, where my numbers were not actually telling the real story. My my um, payroll was duplicating every month. And so it was looking like we were losing tons of money. And I'm like, you know, all of a sudden your body goes into fear. And I'm like, Lord, we're still serving and we're coming through COVID and we're not getting the phone calls. And then we find out that one of our vendors is undercutting the whole staging world. And it was just like, how am I going to respond to this? And our response was, is I just kept on feeling We had to come together as an association on the whole thing, and we brought in three different associations who have not really gotten along over the years. And so I was like, gosh, Lord, are you bringing the associations together in the Bible Bible Belt of Houston where we are known, you know, we are the poster children of the different companies here that are stagers. We all work together. We all love one another. We all support. We refer business to one another. And here we have this other company coming in and trying just to demolish all of that. And we brought all the associations together. We have a meeting tonight. And I said to one of the other business owners, I said, as we come together and we talk, I'm going to ask for one of our pastors to come. I want the pastor to pray through our whole building. And then I want him, I want her to pray over each of our business owners here and then all also our association leaders, and have God really be involved in this. And you know what? It was beautiful. We had a great meeting. The next morning, my, when one of my um, employees walked in, and she's like, Mary, I was just listening to 
this song, and it was about God moving the mountain. And within five minutes, I had an email, and they found what the problem was on my payroll, and that, no, we're not in dire straits. You know, it's like, wait a second, what changed here? You know, my numbers have like, I'm positive now. And I'm like, what's going on? And I was in a a world of fear, you know, but I was like, Lord, I know you have this, you have, you have this under control. And, you know, so as a business owner, I was like, okay, Lord, I trusted in you. You brought us through. You're teaching us lessons. I mean, I could have lost my whole staff because of the stress we were under, And they were all like, no, Mary, we're, you know, we are here together. We're going to work through, we're going to run. And they all were praying. They were all like, Lord, we've got something here. What's going to happen? He makes a way where it seemingly uh, doesn't seem like there's Yeah, exactly. Well, you you said something that I'd like to go back to. Um, You said whenever your father experienced a challenge, you went upstairs to read the Bible to see what Mm -hmm. it says. And something we say on this show a lot is the first answer to any question should be, what does what, scripture say? What does Jesus say about this? Yes. So in your uh, business challenges, you go to the book of Proverbs and there's tons in there about business. Mm-hmm. And so friends, what I'd like you to hear is a couple things. Number one, your Christian life doesn't stop at the door of Mm -hmm. your business. It doesn't stop at the door of your work. You're a Christian worker, as Pastor Aaron said uh, earlier in the month. You're a Christian American. You're a Christian father, a Christian mother. And so I love the fact that if each of us answers every question with what does Scripture say, and then we seek the Word of God, Mm -hmm. and Jesus was that Word, in the beginning was the Word, And I think so much would be uh, resolved and the kingdom of God would become reality on earth as each of us sought him in everything we did, not just for an hour on Sunday, but in everything we did. You know, and you bring up Proverbs. That was one of my dad's thing. Every day he read a chapter in Proverbs, you know, and he would always be reading some another book. But he always started the day with a chapter and just kept on circling around. 31. Circling around. Every day. 31 days, you know, (laughs) in Proverbs. And again, that is a wise man, you know. It's like that whole, um, the walk of, you know, you have this information. But information is good. But when it's put into practice, now it becomes knowledge yeah, for example, and then knowledge becomes wisdom. Sure. So you're so. you're doing business mm-hmm. and Proverbs says, give everybody a full measure tamp down. Mm-hmm. And so now you face a challenge and you say, can I shortcut this? Well, no, no, because you're going to go home and you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to the Holy Spirit's going to be saying, mm-hmm. give everybody a full measure tamp down. Right. And then you'll say, you know what? I did not do that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that happens, in which case you would now have to go to that person and uh, make amends, atone, and give God the credit. I went home last night and I prayed about it and I'd like to adjust this and I'd like to make sure we're correct here and we're doing the right things according to the word of God. So even our mistakes can come back and be that testimony in everything we do. But as you said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we must start with His Word each day. And we're going to be talking more with Mary Scally when we come back. Please stay with us. In a crowded 
They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine. And now, our veterans need your help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Stratton, Richard Mindelow's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives in military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life. Friends, for almost 18 months, Christy Stratton has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of courageous faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She's the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings us to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical and behavioral assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You will want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over the last 72 shows on Courageous Christianity, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. I counted the streetlights as we headed up to the chapel to pay our last respects. Someday Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we're talking with Mary Scally. She's our Courageous Christian. And I have to tell you a bit of a story here. Christy has this saying, she will say, it's not hype and hopium. I borrowed it. Okay. I didn't well, make it up. <laughs> it's important that you hear that when I talk about doing good in each situation, doing good where we are with what we have, it's not hype and hopium. Uh, it's very real. And the good that is intended by the creator of the universe will come to life and become reality as we are committed to the idea that we can do good in any situation. And I got a situation to tell you about. And to be honest, it's a little bit embarrassing. So earlier this week, I got swindled. Not a word you get to say often. No. Um, I guess. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> what I would normally say is juiced if I was talking or about. Taken, a, or taken. Taken. Yeah. And. So I was looking on the internet and this guy was selling something I thought I wanted and uh turns out the whole thing was a big hoax and there I am out uh, a good bit of money and 
I have to be honest with you. Uh, as I was spending the week thinking about this show and Mary coming on this show and her kingdom mindedness has shaped my whole last week because I was just thinking about the kingdom of God. So I flew a trip, uh, a four day trip with my airline and I'm in these different hotels and I'm in the airport and the whole time I'm thinking about the kingdom of God. So here I get swindled and I had just landed. It's like midnight and uh, the clue bird lands on my shoulder and I realize what's happened. And, um, I was so focused on God's kingdom, to be quite honest, it didn't really hurt. I did feel a little stupid and embarrassed, but that passed almost instantly. And I, I really mean that when I say it's not hype and hopium. I really mean that uh, because before I might have been really angry about it, but looking at everything through the lens of faith, I wasn't. I was just feeling so close to God in everything. And those thoughts passed. And instead, I felt sad. Uh, for this man. And at the same time, I felt hopeful for him. And so you're going to laugh at me. I texted this guy who just juiced me. I didn't even text him at midnight because to me, that's rude. I waited till the next morning. That's how crazy I am. And this is what I said to him. I said, one thing is certain. If you and I have crossed paths, it's because God is calling you to change. This is because he knows me. He knows I will talk to you about him. I hope you use this money to change. I hope you use it for good. We all make mistakes. God loves you, and I will pray for you. And so I sent that the next morning, and then I prayed, and I prayed the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And so that's in my heart the whole day. And Jacob Thompson, our courageous Christian from two weeks ago, described courageous Christianity first and foremost as trusting God. And I think it's a great definition. And so in my heart, I just felt this commitment and this trust that, as Romans 8.28 says, all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So here's the second piece of the story. That night, the night after I prayed the Lord's Prayer, my son had an accident. And to be honest, uh, again, uh, I keep saying that just because it's so heartfelt for me. It could have been tragic. You could say he dodged a bullet. And the feeling I had was just such profound gratitude. And I felt that in my forgiveness of the man who swindled me, my heart's genuine forgiveness, God was protective of my son. Is Amen. that crazy? Amen. And so it's left me uh, in a strange place all week. And I keep talking about it. And Christy actually said to me yesterday, she's like, uh, I think maybe you have uh, emotional feelings about this that you're not dealing with. And I, and I just kept saying to her, I'm in awe because uh, the kingdom of God is so real and as I was driving into the station, if you remember two weeks ago, I told you when I was driving to the station, I was driving like a bit of a you know what. And you remember I was honest about that. <laughs> yes. And this time as I drove, I was just thinking about the forgiveness that we have, which manifests in the kingdom around us as good overcomes evil. While we do what we can, where we are with what we have, not in these perfect situations, 
but I got juiced. But your reaction, um, Richard, was, okay, Lord, forgive him. Forgive him. You don't know what he's going to do with what you texted him. I don't you know have any of no it. clue. That's not your problem. You That's were called... such a good point. No, it's not your You're problem. Right. You don't have to worry about how people receive, but God is concerned about forgiveness. You know, he forgave us. He forgave us everything. Can you we do not the right forgive thing one and let thing? him handle exactly. what happens That's all, with that. You know, I mean, I remember it with some family talk about, you know, well, you're a Christian, Mary. That's why we have a difference of opinion or we can't be together. I'm like, I'm not called to judge anything. I'm called to love. And that's who I'm called and to. And sometimes loving know? might mean telling you something that you, uh, might that you not don't like want to hear. You got spinach in your you know? teeth. Yeah. I mean, but that's, that's quite kind. Right. That is very, very <laughs> but kind. But people can take offense at too. Right. Well, that brings up the difference, the conversation yeah. we've had about the difference between nice and kind. Right. The mm-hmm. Bible never mentions nice, and too many Christians think Jesus is nice. Right. And that misses the mm-hmm. whole point yeah. of a man who stood by himself against the entire world. world. So mm-hmm. if you feel a little bit vulnerable because at the dinner table with your family, maybe a group of non-believers, you say, will y'all say grace with me? Imagine how he felt. Right. Yeah. The right. whole world turned against him. Yeah. Even Peter saying, I don't In, know that exactly. man. Exactly. In that dark, dark, dark moment. Right. When you just want one person to stand, there was nobody and other you know, than God, right. his father. But even God like had to turn his, from him because he could not see anything with impurities. And he took on all of our sins. Why have you forsaken me? Yeah, yeah uh, you, you make a very good point, and we do address it. We are in the process business. We're not in the outcome business. Mm-hmm. And so if I was in a very worldly mind... I could be angry at this man who swindled me. Mm -hmm. I could feel stupid, humiliated, ashamed, and I could want to get back. And then, you know, an eye for an eye just leaves the whole world blind kind of thing. It felt so tangible to me because those feelings weren't even in my heart. It wasn't in my chest. There wasn't Mm -hmm. any tension. I just felt... um, hope for this person and I felt love for this person and I thought man I'm so sorry you've done this you're going to feel so bad about this Mm -hmm. I'm hearing the similarities in your story Mary yours around the association not that I know all the details but here you've asked God to be a part of it and maybe you're being a blessing and being kind versus necessarily nice and Richard in yours uh to be a blessing mm-hmm. uh, with forgiveness. Regardless and, of circumstances. When it's hard, it right. counts more. Right. Well, and to go back to the, I think you said the song, the moving of the mountains type of thing. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we don't see that. But uh, I'm also hearing um, echoing of Jacob uh, ta- talking to us um, uh, about that ob- obedience mm-hmm. and that trust. Right. And when, when we trust, even though we can't see and we follow Jesus, then he does move those mountains. Mm-hmm. He does. Yeah. And it's exciting because you don't always see the, the mountain being moved. No. You know, you don't. You often don't. Most of the time you don't. But then when you actually see it, it's like, God, you are. He cares. Yeah, the he talk- cares about everything. Uh, he cares about the number of hairs on our head. And I know, Richard, you don't have that many. 
Wow. Whoa, where are we going oh, here? What just happened there? As, anyway, as I always say, say just, I think... Just I so you know, there's bald a reason why I'm on radio dearly. and not TV. Oh, no. But bald men are very sexy. he cares about every detail of our life, and he wants to be involved in every detail of our life. Okay, I'd like to go back to two things. Number one, no hair? Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know, Richard. <laughs> okay, that was the first thing and, uh, that I'd like to go back to. I guess, as you were talking, what was uh, what I was thinking about is, uh, you're going to laugh, I was picturing your mom by your crib mm-hmm. reading Romans Mm-hmm. and Jesus working in her heart and your dad walking in the door and seeing it and knowing it. Knowing immediately. And we talk about the butterfly theory. You know, a butterfly flaps its wings in Japan and you have a hurricane in North America. And we think that that's silly, but the ramifications of evil are tremendous and of good mm-hmm. are tremendous. And if you think about the fact that anarchy has not overwhelmed the world, entropy has not overwhelmed nature, there's still order. And although our entire existence is perched precariously on this pin, everything is still in place. Mm -hmm. And what that says to me is that good is stronger than evil, which we know because we know the end of the story. I've read the last chapter. And so it's just so amazing the good that we can do. And it requires giving yourself over in obedience to the word and being controlled by what it says. I'd like to cover that when we come back to talk to you about the fact that if the Bible says this, then that's the goalpost. That's what we're pursuing. That's what we're striving for. And we may not like it, Nonetheless, we are constrained by it, and that's what will ensure that good is done, and then that good manifests itself in ways we never understand. So, folks, stay with us. When we come back in the fourth segment, Mary Scally's going to help us with that. Stay with us. Friends, it's Richard, the host of Courageous Christianity. In addition to donations, sponsorships also help to keep us on the air and sustain our ongoing efforts. We'd love for you to join us in this mission. If you own a Christian business or an entrepreneur, or it's on your heart to support our efforts, sponsorship opportunities are available. You'll have the chance to have your message heard during each show and much more. If you want to join us in our mission to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield and support us with your sponsorship, contact us at 281 656 1833 or email us at courageouschristianity at gmail.com. Contact us today to apply as there are some requirements. So give us a call at 281-656-1833 or email us at courageouschristianity at gmail.com. We're grateful for your listenership and for your support. Friends, you're listening to Courageous Christianity with Richard Mandelow, and that's me, and we're talking to Mary Scally. That's you. And that's over here. (laughs) You can't see me, but I'm here. And it's a good thing you can't see me because apparently Mary thinks I'm bald. (laughs) Well, but we talked in the last. Excellent. We talked in the last segment about doing the right thing all the time. And I've often said, as you wonder about discernment, uh, you 
religious people talk about discernment a lot, and we say, what is discernment? And I was praying about it once, and the Holy Spirit said to me, discernment is what you do, when you do it, how you do it, and why you do it. And man cares about one or two of those things some of the time, and God cares about all of those things all of the time. And it kind of reminds me of this detective show that I like. Uh, It's called Bosch, uh, based on the book by Michael Connolly. And this detective just refuses to let injustice go. And he always says, everybody matters or nobody matters. Mm, Amen. And so I want to ask you, Mary, in business, in your life, uh, that Bible, the word of God, it matters all the time, everywhere. Mm -hmm. And people think that that's uh, a jail cell, but it's actually enabling because there's a lot you don't worry about that. Yeah, it's absolutely. You know, um, I mean, I've been thinking also just about what is peace, you know, Will there ever be world peace? No, there'll never be world peace until Jesus comes back. But we can have peace in Jesus when we live according to his word. Amen. Because then you know you're walking in the right direction. Right. Um, so, you know, and we're talking also integrity. It's also, you know, what is integrity? It's doing what is right when no one is looking. And, you know, can we scrape by? Can we do this? Can we do that? We can. But when you're called to excellence, then that's not right. You know, so I think you have to really look and God calls us to be excellent servants of him, to be excellent employees, to be excellent managers, to be excellent bosses, doing always what is right for whoever God has brought us into um, touch with. We don't realize the lives we're affecting, even even in your story, Richard, with the person who took you, swindled you. You shared his love and... And you don't know what his reaction to that. That could have changed his life forever. absolutely. You know, what changed my mom's life forever was somebody put a Bible on my nightstand. Okay? Simple, simple thing. Okay? But it changed a life. Richard, you shared a story with me the other day about... Um, oh, this a man is... with the Bible. It's just in my head. I got to go get a small Bible. Okay, so I'm at the airport, and I told you over the last four days, I was just thinking about the kingdom of God, and I mm-hmm. and I, I always am really, but in in thinking about the show with you and your genuine kingdom mindedness, mm-hmm. what you do when nobody's looking, and uh, so I'm in line for food at the airport and there's a guy in front of me and there's a $10 bill falling out of his pocket. Mm-hmm. And I said, Hey bud, you're losing your money there. And as I looked up from his pocket to his face, I went past his hand, which was holding a Bible. And I didn't say anything initially. And then I said, God is, uh, this is an opportunity. There's a reason here. God wants you to connect. I know, but I don't want to bug the guy. And I'm going, <laughs> well, no. Well, then you're not doing what the Holy Spirit wants you to do. You're right. And this is a conversation I'm having with the Holy Spirit. I'm glad you're not doing it in the middle of the line. Right. And so I looked at the guy. But who do and we I, have the biggest conversations with? It's ourselves. Well, you know? I looked at the guy and I said, what are you reading in your Bible? And he said Deuteronomy. And we start having a nice chat. And he has just come from a ministry trip to Guatemala. And his uh, family lived in China for nine years. He speaks Mandarin. Uh, They live in Chicago. And just a great guy. And one of his, the elements of his ministry is that he always carries a Bible. Interesting. In that that man's hand. 
I think that's I love it. Brilliant. I've got to go get a small mm-hmm. Bible to carry. You know, Jesus head. says, uh, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So when we think of the word of God as constraining and a weight, the truth of the matter is, if you're pursuing him in all things every day, there are 500 decisions that you don't have to make. Mm-hmm. They're already made for you. Right. Can I take advantage of this person in my business? No. no. It's not even a discussion item. Right. Uh, I've been overpaid at the bank. I need to go return the money. Go return the money. That's a very easy. I, you know, you're at the grocery store and you forget to pull something out from underneath your cart and you get out to the cart. What do you do? You need to go back and pay for it. It's, it's not yours. And, and it, there's no discussion. There's mm-hmm. not consternation. It's quite easy. Uh, God sees. And that's the end of that story. Exactly. So, Mary, I, I know you told us about infusing prayer into this situation. Mm-hmm. But I think I know that there's a, a couple of other little, maybe even smaller things that you do to infuse your faith, even into the work that you do. I think I heard something about your staged homes and infusing yeah, faith. Yeah, you know, that. over our homes that we stage for people, we pray over those homes. As we're putting them together, we're like, Lord, we just ask that you'll bring the best um, the best price, the best, the right family to this home or the right person to this home, and that it will be your will on this home. You know, we, we want to pray over different things. I've had situations. This was one situation. And I very rarely do any of the consults anymore. My team is like, no, Mary, you've been fired from that. <laughs> they love to fire like me. And I'm not fired. happy to be fired. It's almost you know? like being told you're bald. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, kind of, yeah, I guess. So, you're fired. Anyway, you're but bald. we were in this one home. And, you know, when, when you put your house on the market, you don't really know who's going to be coming to the house. And you don't really want to offend anybody. And there was this one person and she had all these Christian things on the on the walls. And I said, you know, those really need to be taken down. And um, she's like, but that's who God is. And I said, but really, actually, no, your relationship is with Jesus and he's in your heart. And it's not on the wall. Um, and we prayed over the house and we prayed that the Lord would just bring the right family to it. Um, but I said, you need to make sure that it is prepared for just a broad number of people to come and that they're not going to be offended by this, that, or the other thing. We don't know who's going to come to see the home in Houston. We have people coming from all over the world, um, but we want to be a blessing. And God still can meet people in those homes without having all these displays. Right. You know, it's the feeling that has been brought in. It's the hominess. It's the, the comfort. And the that, prayer. The prayer that Jesus is there. He is a part of this transaction. Yeah, the invitation of the Holy Spirit into every aspect Mm -hmm. of our lives is what actually aligns our expectations with God. So I learned uh, in Afghanistan that setting expectations is the key to life. Mm -hmm. And those expectations should be based on reality as opposed to some delusional understanding of the world that we wish was the case, but it's not the case. And so as you set expectations, I think that's important. And I think uh, often when we pray in the morning, we're getting our expectations set in line with God. Well, and also asking, just giving the day to the Lord. Absolutely. You know, and it's that, like we can hold on and clench, right? or yeah. we can just give, and there's freedom. And that is amazing. There is freedom when you give up control and allow God to work in your life. And that is uh, 
a good place to work toward our moment of truth. But last couple shows, we've skipped the quote of the day, and so I wanted very much to begin with the quote of the day. And it's from Abraham Lincoln, who we all love. And he said famously, Sir, my concern is not whether God is on our side. My greatest concern is to be on God's side, for God is always right. Amen. And that brings us to our moment of truth. As you know, in every show, we have a moment of truth where we look at Scripture, which informs our discussion, as we've kind of done today. And we do this to remind ourselves that God's Word is our first refuge, that it's always relevant, that it never fails, that it's always the right thing to do in any question. The answer is, what does God say is right? And our moment of truth today comes from the book of Mark and the book of Matthew, both in chapter 7. In Mark chapter 7, verse 6, Jesus is having a conversation with the Pharisees who ask him why his disciples do not obey the religious traditions of the elders. And they said this because the disciples ate without washing their hands. And Jesus answered, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. As it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. So what I hope you hear from this is two things. Our faith must lead to action. Only the one who does the will of my Father. And that action must come from our hearts because our hearts cannot be far from God. And that must be the genuine place that we uh, seek And so as we seek God and his kingdom in this world to do right, to be free, we must look through the lens of faith at everyone and everything. And we must see each other and not just look, but also see from a place of power and peace and love with equal parts, compassion and resolve. And we must do good in each situation where we are with what we have. And that is courageous Christianity. So Mary... Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. It's an absolute pleasure, friends. I hope you hear Mary's amazing heart, and I hope you hear that her faith guides her uh, from her home to work and back each day and in all the good that she can do. Christy just looked at me like she was going to say something. (laughs) I'm just thinking about that freedom that you bring to your work that allows you to have that joy and Mm -hmm. it just exudes from you. And so thank you for bringing that into the studio today and, and for our listeners hearing your heart and um, being such a fine example of a woman who loves the Lord. Obedient, trusting, loving friends. That's courageous Christianity. Thank you for joining Christy and me. We hope you'll join us each and every week here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word, at kkht.com, or on Courageous Christianity Today, where you can hear previous episodes by podcast. We are honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and semper fi.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.